some uh, scoops on Marvel, the DC TV side, and a nice little long-term spec. So we'll be right back, boys and girls. What is going on, party people? Hey, if I'm glitchy today, please tell me in the live chat. I'm having some internet issues. Uh, by the way, for our friends on Twitch, we are actually a live simulcasting list on Twitch. So if you're on Twitch, holler at your boy. Uh, we rarely ever go on Twitch, but I figured we'd give that a shot. That now the StreamYard's allowing us to uh, to simulcast on two different areas. But let me say what's up to my panel first of all. I got my man, Nemesis Prime. Say what's up. What's going on, everybody? I'm excited to be here. So uh, let's get right into it. All right. And you tell by le Jason, Justin's level of excitement in his voice yeah. right there. Wow. Damn, <laughs> I got my man, Otto from Negrado. Say what's up. What is up? I'll piggyback on that, man. I am excited to be here. It's Wednesday night. Got a lot of things going on. I'm excited for Baltimore Comic Con, a three-minute basement. Lords of Longbox are invading Baltimore this weekend. So let's get started with this. this. is a great way to start the weekend. Thanks, Everett. <laughs> there you go. And a returning champion who's going to be sitting in for us, my man Ryan, is going to be holding it down in the live chat. Unfortunately, he's got some back issues. He literally has chronic back issues. So say what's up to my man, Manimal. What's, What's up? up, everyone? Glad to be here. I know it's hard to fill the uh, big shoes of Ryan, but I'll definitely do my best here for a couple weeks. All right. Uh, hold on. Let me uh, spray this out everywhere. What's up to everybody in the live chat? Shout out to everybody. He's been tailgating since probably about 1 p.m. I think uh, our man Pops Foster was in there. <laughs> um, speaking of Pops Foster, he, we created a group that I'm an admin part of. A lot of you guys are in there. If you, if you love comic book speculating, it's a group that on Facebook that we do strictly that. It's called Lord's Comic Spec. It's a Facebook group. It's got about 50, 60 of us in there. And we're just talking comic book stuff that comes out on Wednesday, stuff that's been announced. So we don't do too much new stuff, but we just talk about good old spec of comic books. Speaking of comic books, this show is sponsored by our friends at KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. Show is also brought to you by the geekyswagshop.com. Go to the geekyswagshop.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15%. That comes out to $20 shipped for a Lord of the Longbox t shirt. I do believe they have about eight left. So as soon as they sell out, we're going to be doing the giveaway for the Geeky Swag Shop. You can win a Night Monkey exclusive Funko Pop. Yes, six of them. Everybody who's bought a shirt will get one entry. If you buy two shirts, you'll get two entries. So we're going to let that run for another week uh, until it runs out. Uh, shout out to everybody who is on uh, Twitch, which we never ever get anybody on there. Mm -hmm. I'm actually in the live chat by myself on Twitch right now, and it's kind of sad. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, it's Twitch tv lords of the long box uh and so if you want to come over on twitch holler at your boy man it's kind of depressing over there i mean we can never get this twitch thing to run man uh we had it on uh facebook live before um but i've realized that it kind of splits the viewers in it too so it's better to have everybody congregate you know in uh youtube as opposed to facebook i mean you guys tell us if you guys enjoy the uh facebook uh, live version um, of the show. I, I can never really get to Facebook uh, Live. What do you guys think about Facebook Live going live? I mean, you saw it last week, Otto. How was it on the Facebook stream? Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I mean, I didn't see what other people said as far as you being glitchy, but I just thought it was pretty good. We did it on the Three Men in the Basement channel, and it was pretty good. Just another avenue to get, but I understand bringing everybody together. But, you know, some audience can you can't see make it. comments of YouTubers when you're viewing my our show? I mean, on StreamYard, you can see everybody's comments, but I'm just curious if uh, if you're on Facebook Live, can you see the YouTube comments? I don't think so, no. Um, at least I did not notice that when I was doing it or when I went back. The comments were a little bit off, so I think StreamYard needs to tweak that a little bit. Yeah, that's the um, only thing about StreamYard, man. But yeah. they do cool stuff that allows us to do uh, things like this. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! 
every single time i'm gonna do that because i love it so before we get into the regular program scheduled programming Scarlett Johansson dropped a bomb on the uh, L women of some Hollywood panel. She said big. something to back up our spec that they are working on a Black Widow franchise of films. That goes back to our spec that we we're talking about that Daredevil was going to make his MCU debut in the Black Widow 2. So it looks like somehow, some way, they're going to make the Black Widow come back for part two and it's going to be scarlett johansson not yelena maklamaklamoff whatever the hell it was so uh, the spec book on that to get boys and girls is daredevil 81 and daredevil 92 daredevil yep. 81 is the first time that black widow meets up with daredevil why this makes sense is a lot of people don't realize is that dare probably black widow and daredevil have the biggest connection in the comics as opposed to let's say Black Widow and Hawkeye, right? Right. So Black she went Widow. from Black Widow. She went from Hawkeye. She moved on over to yeah. uh, Daredevil. So <laughs> much so that in Daredevil 92, the title actually got changed to Daredevil and the Black Widow for about, uh, I don't know, it's like 20 issues or so. All that, I, remember, yeah. I have like 105, 106, and it was still called that. So um, so that's interesting. Young uh, Yo Wobbles is on uh, Twitch. We got a Twitch viewer. <laughs> uh, so, so we're talking Charlie Cox here still or new actor? Correct. They really dig Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox is a big following. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if the other guys would do it. I mean, you know, I, you know, I would think the guy like uh, Mike Coulter would jump at the chance to play Luke Cage again. Just, yep. you know, Ritter for Jessica Jones. Anybody but Finn Jones is what I'm saying. And we all know John Bernthal loves playing a Punisher. I think he would love to reprise the role as uh, Punisher. You know what I'm saying? It, it, mm. it only makes sense. But uh, let's get to our show, man. Manimo, what do we got first? Okay, so first up, you know, this kind of ties into uh, this weekly new segment we're doing with the uh, CW shows here. We got a little spec or info coming out about a possible new show. Tell us about it, Tino. That's right, man. We're talking Berlanti. We're talking. So here's where the genesis of this comes from. There was a WB executive who spoke at some uh, convention. He's saying we are going to be soon announcing new brand new DC shows. He said specifically DC shows for HBO Max. If you've been watching the Lords, we've been specking this for a while. What we're hearing, and this is weird. I really had to look it up myself because it didn't make sense to me. But the make the producers of Sandman asked for Martian Manhunter to be reserved for the Sandman show. I was like, that makes no sense to me at all. And I hope I'm reading the right note. I think uh, actually, I'm ahead, man. I am skipping ahead. My only thing. Well, so I'm gonna get to, to that in a second. We'll come back to number one. All right, so uh, let's talk about this. So the producers of the Sandman TV show asked to be put Martian Manhunter on hold, uh, on reserve list. As we talk about on our long-term spec list, actually, we got one toward the end of the show also about six new characters have been on hold for both movies and TV. What we're hearing, the producers of the Sandman TV series asked about the availability of Martian Manhunter, who's been supporting, a, who's been a supporting character on a Supergirl. Doesn't necessarily mean he will be a guest on Sandman, but for the record, they were given permission to use him if they wanted. Now, that's not the big news on this. The big news on this that you should take from it is that they're making a Sandman TV show. And what do you got on it, Otto? No, this is the book you want to be going after, Sandman number one. This is a Neil Gaiman book, or Gaiman book. Uh, very Gaiman. iconic. It still holds the test of time as far as the cover and the story, and it definitely has a cult following. So you want to definitely be going, going after number one. Justin, prices on this? What's been going on with it? Hey, I mean, this is actually a great book to buy. Uh, it's a very hard read, I will say, and if you've read the whole series, you know. Uh, last 9.8 sold for $400, but 90-day GPA is at 503 So that guy got a good deal. Uh, 9.6s yeah. drop it in half to 153 and uh, <clears throat> 90-day GPA at 212 So, I mean, those people got some good good uh, grades. I mean, you ever, you got to realize in Sandman you have Lucifer's first appearance and also Death. So those are two other books to get after in this uh, right. series. Now, let me throw this out to the guys right now. Um, would this be a book that you guys would go after at the 9.6 um, for that price and hope that it keeps going up, or do you guys would go after it at the 9.8 level? That, you know what? I think this is a relatively low print run. Uh, I do too, and, and it's yeah, a hard I, cover too. I think it it's is. yeah. So yeah, definitely the vertigo, the vertigo 
um, banner that I mean, DC what's had. The price though, ninety day GPA on a nine six for two hundred twelve. That's a pretty. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. I mean, it's yeah. it's, uh-huh. it's it's. I mean, ninety day GPA is two twelve, but somebody got it for one fifty three. Right. If you think about a nine six for one fifty three, that's pretty. That's a pretty good price right there. Right. Normally, the the drop off is really is really big, but that just goes that there where it was talk about uh, Sandman, you know, and so many times. You hear about things being an option, and they just you just get forgetting about it. But when the producers are actively asking about other characters, that's why we're specking Sandman number one. We're not specking Martian Manhunter. Plus, Martian Manhunter is a is a big boy book. That's an yeah. expensive, yeah. expensive Silver oh, yeah. HP. But that's why we take the information that we get, and we're like, well, you know what? Wait a second. You know, a lot of people are looking at the shiny thing of Martian Manhunter. We're like, no, no, no. Let's talk about Sandman. That's a book to pop right now. That's the one to go out and get, man. So. Uh, let's go back to the other one that you teased. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, like I said, this one kind of d- ties a little bit more into the the CW stuff coming up. We've get a, we've got a couple of teasers about this, and it looks like the uh, steam is so hot this, that they're adapting a little bit more. This one's big. This one is huge, man. We we put this on our long term spec list a couple of months ago, and we're finding out that we're getting more details about Kingdom Come. So Kingdom Come was originally planned as a miniseries, but there are serious discussions to make Kingdom Come starring Brandon Ruth at the universe as the universe of Superman as a regular series on the DC universe or the CW. We originally thought they wanted to put it on HBO Max, but it sounds like now they're saying, no, well, let's keep it long term and we can either slide it up in the DC universe or use it on the CW with Superman of the silver screen for the next few uh, with Superman out of the silver screen for the next few years. WB is looking for ways to keep the intellectual property alive because that's a shame, right? I mean, we don't have Superman on the big screen, but if you think about what we're seeing on Crisis, there's literally uh-huh. three Supermen that they're using. Right. So why not spin that off? And we heard that after Infinite Crisis, the next big thing where they're going to be doing is Kingdom Come, and Berlanti is absolutely killing it. What can you tell us? about kingdom come auto no it's part of the Elth- elseworld series uh it's done by alex ross so it's all painted mark wade was a writer this is a book that you guys as comic book fans in general of all the classic characters should be reading because this story is really good and this is where you really saw how powerful shazam is uh because shazam and superman go at it and remember as we always say especially tivo Superman's, you know, uh, deficiency is against magic, and Shazam is magic, and this was just great. The Lex Luthor story is this, and this is really good. The Joker and story is this really is one cool. of the rare things where Alex Ross actually did all the internal pages. As yes, well. he painted the whole thing. Right, yeah, it's just it's- amazing, just eye candy. So what a great book, uh, Justin. I know one of our boys from Lords of Longbox bought one. What is, what's it going for? Yeah, I'm. So, I don't, I'm not sure what uh, one of us paid for this, but as you can see, nine point eight for only a hundred forty dollars. Right there, because this is in August. 2019 I, yeah, I think that this one may be his there wasn't any gpa because this was the last one sold in the past 90 days so i think uh our boy dark side jedi got this one for 114 yeah, I, mean, uh, I mean you're looking there under a hundred dollars prior to that sale so uh someone's right. clearly buying it because we specced on it all right shout out so first we got some super chats so if you guys want us to answer your question please leave a super chat because there's 124 in you there right now and i can't see them all so uh shout out to dan the man for the five dollar super chat he asked hey lords is wb planning a live action justice league unlimited movie and will we get a revival of the classic show as any news on the rock steady game the rock steady game is in development wb is not doing anything on justice league unlimited right now i'm assuming you mean uh justice league unlimited the animated movies but the animated movies don't move the needle that much to be honest with you i mean they come out so often uh but right now they're doing all the crisis stuff so berlani is getting a free reign and they got multiple platforms to use it now so you got cw uh, DC Universe, CW, and the HBO Max stuff. So everything we heard so far leading up to the stuff Berlanti's doing is he's leaning a lot on Kirby and Ditko. You remember all the spec we've been doing that we've been hearing that they've been reserving on Olmec, Commandi, and all these characters from Kirby and Ditko when they're short-term they spent over at DC. DC realizes they have a treasure, treasure trove of characters they could use and then potentially using that. Anything justice league is reserved for the big screen so think about if they ever want to do it remember there's multiple universes in the dceu if there is one you have the world that wonder woman aquaman um and uh who else is coming out flash they are in one world the world's a birds of prey and uh 
Suicide Squad may intermingle because it's the same actors. The World of the Joker, separate universe. So you're going to have these mm -hmm. solo films that kind of stand alone, perhaps a Lex Luthor solo film that we've been talking about. Those are all going to be separate. So think about the DCU as a victim of its own success in a way, right? Joker did so well. The dad damn suits at WWE were like, hey, wait, you know, we only spent like 40 million on this and it's going to make us like three, 400 million. Let's do some more of these. So, unfortunately, a victim of their own success is they're seeing that, hey, why don't we make these small films and we can make more money? Because they, they don't like the taste of what happened with Justice League, which if I under, if I read this right, Joker beat the Justice League in his first week of release. If you think about that, that's crazy to think about that. Um, I mean, that's crazy. Is also is Idris Elba a sportscaster in a Suicide Squad? I don't think they've announced who he is yet. There is a huge cast of people in Suicide Squad, and then just know this: half of them are going to die. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know which half is going to die. Yeah, right. I, I think he uh, means sportsmaster. Uh, he uh, he says sportsmaster sport is. Like, I know he said sportscaster, but sportsmaster is uh, a villain in the DC. So I, I could be wrong. I think he's been, uh, you know misspelled that. Let me ask. Yeah, I mean, Suicide Squad, you have to have some cannon fodder because that's right. the whole point. You know what John I mean? Dina. <laughs> yeah, what John I understand, Dina. Um, I don't think is even Elba's character has been announced yet or it's somebody brand new. Um, like he, he gun may be using. Big Shark. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not King Shark. So, I mean, we do know that the uh, crocodile croc, uh, killer crocs not coming back for right. you know, like, That's a big me. actor for, you know, such a no name character. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Dan, the man. Thank you for your super chats. Jacob Yakubub, uh, Yakublik asked theory, Nat and Yelena physically switch faces. They do it in the comics. Yelena does have blonde hair. So instead it was Yelena in Endgame. That's quite possible. Or scrolls were involved. Um uh, mm -hmm. I'm, but I'm, I, you know, there's a ton of things that could happen where, I mean, obviously Jacob's referencing on how they can make a Black Widow sequel, Black Widow 2. They're really happy with the way the film came out. So they want to bring back Scarlett Johansson. And I mean, put it this way, man, anytime Infinity Stones are involved, literally yeah. anything could happen. So there you go. Thank you, JLS Comics. Idris Elba is Vigilante uh, in Suicide Squad. Ooh, so there huh. you go. Remember Vigilante, that comic? Of course. DC yeah, yeah. character. Absolutely. DC, obviously. Yeah. So, and Vigilante is a funny character because he's not really a bad guy. So I don't, you know, technically, right. I mean, in, in the Suicide Squad, they were all villains. But, you know, James Gunn is kind of doing his thing. So there you go, man. So thank you, Jesse, for answering that. Um, any word on Spider-Man's sale to Disney? No. And we're going to go back to the show. If you want us to answer your question, please leave a super chat. Thank you to Jacob and thank you to Dan the Man. Let's go on to the next subject. Uh, I will talk about this one. Uh, because this one is near and dear to my heart. Um, this is uh, early, 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 but I'm hearing there are talks of adapting Triumph and Torment for a future Doctor Strange movie. We're not talking about the multiverse of madness, but possibly after that. If you don't know what Triumph and Torment is, it is the Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom graphic novel where Doctor Doom enlists Doctor Strange aid to bring back Doctor Doom's mother's soul from, from Mephisto. Ooh. That's right, boys. Ed, this is such a dope book. If you've not, I have the hardcover of it. The art is by Mike McNola. And I think I want to think this is a graphic out. novel, Tim. Like it's a graphic novel. I bought the I've never seen this. Yeah, is when this it's like not, you know, like God loves man kills, like those, like exactly. No, no, no. Wow. It's a graphic novel. It came out on hard copy first. Gotcha. I think the, okay. Uh, then afterward, it came out in like trade, but they were never ever a comic book, and it's an absolutely great story. If you're a big fan of Doctor Strange, so why this so this kind of humanizes Doctor Doom, and it also shows how powerful a power user or magic user Doctor Doom is in the MCU. Um, and the only reason I bring this up because it's a great time to spec on this book. And if you don't have it, you already should have. What am I talking Ooh. about, Otto? You're talking about Silver Surfer number three, the red cover right there. Ah. You got this is a great cover, man. This is iconic. You got uh, Mephisto right on the cover, Silver Surfer going right at him. The bodies around them, Stan Lee, John, Bus uh, John Buscema, 
just classic, classic book. And you know, the first four or five uh, Silver Surfers are what you want to go after. You know, not to go off topic, but after this is the Thor and Silver Surfer cover. So these are three books. One through four are all, through but four. now, man, I was looking at the prices from like five through like, I think it ran to like 19 or 20. Yeah, yeah. Dude, all, they're all pricey now because this is Stanley like writing his, Stanley has always said the Silver Surfer, Spider-Man, yes. some of his favorite characters. His favorite characters. Yeah. And he was very protective of those characters. And again, this book, you know, for all you guys keep his score at home, this is another square bound book. Hard to find, especially very in the red hard. cover. Gets dinged up, hard to press unless you're a master presser. Um, so Silver Surfer number three. We were looking at some numbers Justin, what do we got on this? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, even in mid-grade, I mean, the last sale was $284. Uh, and 90-day GPA is at $564 for an 8.0, which is yeah. really high. I mean, high sales, like you could see, $600, uh, $635 for high sale, low sale at the 8.0 is $499. And that's for only an 8.0. I mean, there haven't been any in the in the nines because this book is tough to find in a 9.0 or higher. So right. collector series teaching moment here. So here's the perfect example of what a GPA is. In the last 90 days, the GPA is 564. That is an average roughly of the low sale of 499 and the high sale of 635 over the last 90 days. And that's mm -hmm. where we end up with the GPA. Simple math. We put on screen for you. So now you guys understand when we're saying GPA, where we're getting that from. I pulled this data off of comicsmv.com. Go to comicsmv.com and you can set up your own account and do that. Unfortunately, they're not doing new books anymore, but it's a great way to look up old books if you don't want to pay uh, GPA. Because GPA is, what is the membership price on that, Justin? Um, I don't know because I use someone else's account. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's $10 a month. This is this guy stealing cable over here. Shit, man. <laughs> You know, these books though, the Silver Surfer storybooks, I mean, there's they're hard, I mean, they're popular, they're hard to find. Even the last issue of this book was very, it was a very, very low print run, the last issue of this book. So, you know, these are great reads too, because it's Stan and you know the yeah. artists. There you go, like Vexer four thousand. It's eleven dollars a month. Oof. Uh Erod says it's ten dollars a month for GPA. It's right around ten, eleven dollars a month, or use Justin's friend's account, like his Netflix. <laughs> I bet you Justin's using like 10 different uh, relatives from Netflix I'm a, account. I'm going to put the username and password right now into the chat. Dude, if Netflix yeah. ever comes out and said only one account per user, oh my God, there are going to be so many people without Netflix. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're just going to be crazy, man. All right, let's get to this next story here, which is a little bit. I'll let you uh, do the tease on it there, Manimal, so you feel involved in the show. Yeah, so next one we got is an introduction of another character that has two interesting ties to our mcu it's like a former avenger as well as someone who has ties to our leading bad guy in the mcu what could it be i wonder yes boys and girls it's, and it's not what it's not what you think long speculated it looks like star fox aka eros or eros whatever it is the most pervious superhero in the mcu or marvel comics is finally headed to the mcu so this is going on the big screen the character became a controversial figure uh pre me too movement because obviously his power is he can seductively seduce anybody it's not just women i think it happens to men and women um so basically if what his powers now would basically constitute sexual assault but you know just patting somebody in the background <laughs> you can get that so be careful out there boys and girls uh obviously there'll be changes to the character when it hits the screen but no word yet on when he will make his debut but this is an interesting book because this is a doubles triple spec yeah so we reason we want to talk about this, obviously, everybody knows Iron Man 55 is the first appearance of Thanos, but it's also the first appearance of Jax the Destroyer back when he was kind of, he was a dumb, he was dumb, literally. He wasn't as smart as he is now, which is not saying that much. But this book has been a key issue for a while. And I'll let Otto break it down, and then uh, we'll have Justin look at the prices. And I think it's very interesting on where this book has gone. Right. So Iron Man 55, like I said, it's a triple first appearance, Drax, um, Drax, Star Fox, and Thanos. You know, remember, Thanos, we all know, was a, um, a knockoff, and Starlin had to create it. Stan Lee wasn't a fan of Thanos at all. And it took Roy Thomas and Jim Starlin to convince Stan to keep Thanos in there. They wanted to make a bigger, stronger, batter. So that's the evolution of Thanos. But, you know, it's just, it's just a, a book that's there. It's spiked a little bit, and then it's kind of come down a little bit. So it's very interesting about the pricing. So uh, this book was there, really so. was a big boy book for a good three because remember they teased Thanos for a long, long time. Right, so yeah, it, kept it just on kept going, going up, up and up. up. Uh -huh. But it's kind of tailored off now, and this is almost the time where you want to go after this book. But I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop talking. I'll let Justin talk about GPA. 
Yeah, this is an absolutely crazy book. So as you guys can see, last sold on a 9.4 was $1,810. I'll tell you, before Endgame came out, there was a high sale of $4,500. This book has completely wow. chopped in half. 9.2 last sale was $1,258. The high sale right before Endgame was $1,850. So this book is just tapping off the scales. And for anybody who's looking for mid-grades, $6.0, $425. I'd get one for 400 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd still a major yeah. 6.0s were a little over 1,000. Right. You know what I would do with this book, you guys? I just want to chime in. I would buy this book raw. And because Starlin and Roy Thomas are doing so many shows right now, I would have them double sign this book. Um, just for the uh, just for the, the character because Thanos is going to go anywhere. He's part of the Marvel universe forever. Mm -hmm. You know, Roy he could Thomas. come back, man. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, there's he's way too good of a villain. I mean, if you remember in the comics, he pops up every like five, ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah. He dies. I mean, his his thing with death. So yeah, right. and Captain Marvel too. So. Yeah, and you know, yeah. with with current issues and everything too, you can always kind of tell when a new character might be coming back to the or coming to the big screen. Star Fox has made an appearance in the recent Donny Cates Guardians run. He's a much darker version of Star Fox, yeah. I will say too. So, He's not like the goofy character in the Avengers in the nineties. Exactly, yeah, yeah. He hated that character. God, and, I the, hate that cover. and another reason why we have this book up there is I'm going to take the next one here. Is a uh, uh, there's a show that's being under consideration at Disney Plus. It's a uh, twisted series about Thanos, Nebula, and Gamora. And this is another one of those prequel shows. This is basically going to be the Thanos family before the events of the first Guardians of the Galaxy. So we saw a little bit of it alluded to in Endgame. If you guys remember how we got the flashbacks of, um, of, you know, of Gamora and uh, Nebula, before she met Guardians. Remember when she meets uh, Peter Quill, Star-Lord, right? He, she doesn't know who the hell she is. So they're saying, you know, people dig that. So now Disney Plus, they could do a little miniseries. So this book may get hot again. Josh Brolin may be back as Thanos. So that's why I wanted to tell you that, you know, the prices are dropping right now. This may be a good time to get it. Either way, it's one of those things that everyone should have one in their collection, right? It's like Amazing Spider-Man 252, right? You should have one yeah. in your collection. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's uh, a perfect introduction for Eros in, in that movie right there would be... A family drama. You see a little bit more of Titan and interactions. I would say spec on all the Titans. Uh, yeah. all, you know, we're 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 talking now because now we're talking when the Eternals comes out that they're tied to Titans as well. They're like the distant relatives of Titans. So mm -hmm. you, you got to think about all your Marvel cosmic history, man. That's why people ask, what do you spec on? Get all cosmic and get all supernatural horror books from Marvel. Right. Just get them all, and then uh, you won't have FOMO. Uh, Dan the Man has another <laughs> super chat. Thank you very much. Well, the HBO shows be more connected to the DCEU. I don't think so. Um, I think on HBO, you're going to get a much darker, more adult themed version because it is HBO. Think about Watchmen on there right now. Uh, some early reviews coming out. It's really good, but it's dark. Think about even Spawn when it was on there for a cartoon was super dark. And Todd McFarlane was super creepy introducing mm -hmm. that shit to me when I was a teenager. Um, but I don't think, uh, but, and Dan, you know, thank you for super chat. But like we said earlier, the success of Joker really kind of may have shifted the narrative on what DC does. Um, and, and hopefully it's not true. Hopefully they can do more. But, you know, sales are what it says. If it only took you 50 million to make a movie and, you're, and your first weekend box office is 100 million, you've already doubled the cost of what it made on opening weekend. And Joker is going to win this weekend or one last weekend, too. So. It's doing well. I mean, unfortunately, it's 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 a double-edged sword. It does well, but then they're thinking, well, why should we have to do giant movies like the Justice League? They'll have one every now and then. I mean, Wonder Woman 2 is in the works, you know, Aquaman 2, The Flash is forever in development. So I don't think the HBO – I think DC is moving away from combining everything, everything tied together. Where Marvel is openly just going in there wide open, full bore, and connecting everything, connecting, you know – FX, Hulu, Disney Plus, ABC eventually. I mean, it's crazy that they're they're going full board because now they have the means of doing it. Uh, and I think also the lukewarm um, subscriber base of DC Universe also has them a bit, you know, hesitant. You know what I mean? Uh, I, you know, you know, if you really want DC Universe to uh, be successful, you got to subscribe. Look at Disney Plus blowing up subscribers because they get they're. Uh, they're out in advance, people are, are buying it up, behind, buying for three years so they can save like an extra $20 a year. So mm -hmm. it's already the subscribers. That's how you get more high quality content. 
subscribers pay for it and then they can create uh larger budget shows and we're hearing that there are going to be huge budgets for these shows like game of thrones type level budgets so if you think about game of thrones game of thrones brought a lot of new hbo subscribers over to um hbo right i mean mm -hmm. people that the game of thrones was so successful people were like i want to be just get hbo just for that so uh there you we're go boys and girls than, you know it's crazy we're less than 30 days from disney plus that's crazy yeah mandalorian is going to be on there every November time 12th. they show Every time they show me a list of what's going to be available, I'm like, I can't even like <laughs> you calculate. Take a week off. Those cartoons, man, from oh, so much 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah. 2000s are so And I much think last week we talked about it that uh, we we're talking about David Keith should be doing gargoyles. Well, the news just dropped early this week that they're going to be doing bringing uh, bringing back the gargoyles for Disney Plus. Fantastic! Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Which is a great anime show. All right, boys and girls. This is a part of the show we like to call our long-term spec list. So as always, this is means that the uh, studios or TV shows have put a reserve on these characters to be used. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get their own solo series, but it means that they want to use them. So Kevin Feige puts a reserve on them. He wants to use them on Disney Plus. But now that Kevin, uh, by the way, for those who live under a rock or don't get your news uh, or getting your news through a newspaper, Kevin Feige was just named the chief creative officer for Marvel TV, movies, and comics. So that means everybody reports to Kevin Feige. It's a new position, so nobody else lost their job. So now, and then uh, the thing that I'd also scooped uh, would help from my man, Mikey Sutton, and the Black Knight is Jeff Loeb now reports directly to Kevin Feige. So all of Marvel TV now reports directly to Kevin Feige, and Jeff Loeb isn't going anywhere. He still has his job. And he's going to be reporting directly to Kevin Feige. That's huge news. So that mm. gives us, you know, um, um, that even tells you more now that it's going to be a combined narrative. Um, you know, from what I understand, the comics aren't going to be affected as much. You still have Joe Casada and C.B. Sobolski as the publisher and editor-in-chief. I think, you know, maybe Kevin Feige would be like, hey, do this or that. But, you know, the man is too busy to be doing the everyday if you think about movies, he does like three or four, three movies, four movies a year, maybe five with a show. Can you think about the daily titles that Marvel comes out with and how you would even be involved with that? No, at the all? guy's got to be cloned. Like, no, exactly. So, no, it's he's, just he's the figurehead. And, uh, you know, anything major or if he wants to push down something, say, hey, guys, I want you guys to bring this character up, make some comics about it, let's see how it goes. And maybe we could do a series on it. You know, I think that's great. It's synergy across all boards where. You know, you got other things, other places that are doing stuff that you know, you don't realize that one hand is doing what the other is doing. So it's yeah. just kind of weird. But here's an interesting spec, man. Um, this is a now I will call this a double spec because we spec this before. This is something that's a little bit outside of what our everyday spec is. Um, but we're hearing that Thrawn is going to be used in either Disney Plus or the Star Wars movies. And the reason we bring up Thrawn is because there's a comic based on this and it features multiple first appearances. And what is it, Otto? Yeah, you're going after Dark Horse Comics number one, buddy, Hair to the Empire. Uh, first appearance of Grand Admiral again. Thrawn. Hair. <laughs> hair. What did I say, Air? It's Air. Air. All right, to the Empire. Air. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first appearance of Grand Admiral Thrawn, absolutely great character, great villain. Uh, in the Star Wars world, and it's also the first appearance of Mara Jade. So you're getting a double first appearance in this book. It was a paperback. It was a you know a, a paperback before it came out as a comic book. But this is just a great story and just really good stuff if you like Star Wars stuff. So Justin, anything out there for this? Unfortunately, there's only and this is back when we even specked about Mara Jade. The only sale was a 9.8 for 144 dollars back in July. I'm glad somebody gave me this book as a as a birthday present. I'm pretty sure there's someone in this chat. Oh wait, that was me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, unfortunately, there's no nobody nobody's grading this book, so you know you can Guess easily find it raw because those Dark Horse comics are definitely in everyone's LCS. So dig in your long boxes at your LCS, you can probably find this, find the whole series, read it. It's a great. No, it's, it's great Star great Wars series. stuff. It's phenomenal Star Wars stuff. I bought the actually the entire series. That when we yeah. first spec this, I bought it and it was it was pretty cheap. And I'll be honest, right now, man, it's hard to find these in high grade. Plus, it's the dark cover, so you can see every uh, yep. crease in it. So I mean, whoever got a nine eight for one forty four, because we actually spec on this in August. So somebody who was part of some secret cabal knew about. Mm. Mara Jade or Thrawn. I mean, Thrawn was also a pretty popular character from the last uh, series, right? So, I yeah, mean, I Rebels, think, yeah. Know, yeah, so I think people were, were digging that anyway. Yeah, and he's uh, been recent. They had a little mini-series as well in the Marvel Star Wars. Yep, that was good stuff. Thrawn. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're definitely have him in the universe, you know, outside of the whole uh, expanded universe. They've moved him into the Marvel stuff. So for sure. Yeah, and remember, this goes to the news we uh, we broke last week, uh, the major news that Kevin Feige was going to be eventually taking over Lucasfilm, the direction of Lucasfilm as well, and he wanted to include more of the expanded, or is it called expanded or extended? Whatever. the Expanded, the, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the Star Wars EU into the fold. So right now, if you remember in the, I guess you can call it the Skywalker saga, right? Because it, it encompasses Luke, Anakin and now whoever is going to be this this last movie that's done is part of the Skywalker. It's called Rise of Skywalker. So this will end the Skywalker trilogy. But I mean, there's so much history that they kind of chopped off as canon a long time ago, right? All the books mm -hmm. that they did, yeah. tons and tons of books. But now you have all these great animated series that like the, the first Clone Wars that came out and how they expanded, how the Force and everything. There was a Force planet and it was it was absolutely incredible. Now, you know, Feige is like he's Believe it or not, Feige's a bigger Star Wars fan than he is a, a comics fan. So I think it's in good hands um, to have Feige own it. So uh, this next book up is something I am super excited about because, as you guys know, I collect this book every time I see it. Uh, this character has been put on a hold. And, yes, it's everybody's favorite Micronaut, Bug, Bug. has been put on reserve to be used in either TV or movies on the Marvel side. Uh, what can you tell us about Bug? Bug. Well, Micronauts, number one. Uh, tons of first appearances in that book. But also, you know, Bill Mantlo and Michael Golden did this. But the cover was done by one of my favorite artists, Dave Cockrum. And Bill Mantlo is not in good uh good physical health. He's really um he's not doing well. Very sad story. Neither is Bill that. Mantlo, by the way. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> that's just fucking which <laughs> you added an extra syllable to his name. I did, I did. It's the grammar police on Lords of the Log Box. Isn't it? I'm just so, I'm just <laughs> reading the letters on the screen as they come to me and it says okay. Mantlow. Okay, but if Barry Manilow, Bill Manilow. Barry Manilow, Bill oh, yeah, Manilow. Anyway, so go after this book, fun book, Micronauts, big part of the, the, the toy series, the Takara toy series, uh yeah. stuff, and just good things, big part of my history as a child. Yeah. So Micronauts number one, great book. Um, so let me address the live chat before they get on a tangent and not read the actual uh, asterisk in this. Yeah. Um, so uh, serious rights issues with the Micronauts. Doesn't Hasbro own the Micronauts? Yes and yes, but Bug is not owned by Hasbro because Bug was created in the Marvel comics. So... And asterisk, the characters Marionette, Acuris Ran, and Bug were Marvel properties have appeared in various Marvel titles without referencing the Micronauts since Hasbro took it over. You remember Bug appeared in Guardians of the Galaxy long after Hasbro took over the Micronauts, so Bug can be used. Bug appeared in a one-shot as well as showed up in part of the Guardians of the Galaxy team. He got killed off in Annihilation Wave, I believe. I think he was killed off in Annihilation Wave, but it, there's a picture of him right there in his Guardians of the Galaxy gear. So uh -huh. this is after Hasbro bought back the rights um to um the micronauts and all the other toys because remember idw does a micronauts now and there's you know there's certain characters that aren't in there that marvel owns too so if you remember marvel did comic they use some of the toys and then they created their own characters just like if you remember marvel got the uh marvel had a bunch of licenses from the 70s and 80s right and they did like indiana jones most famously star wars and they created the rabbit character that was it, the first original marvel comic character right Remember that? Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, let me uh, go over this uh, with real quick and uh, let's talk about the pricing on this, Justin. I mean, this is actually a pretty good book to buy. I mean, 9.8 for $320. That's actually a pretty good deal for, you know, 1970. I think it's 1979. This book came out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, so it. it's a great book. Uh, GPA, though, is uh, $234, which means this book it's is spiking. on the rise. Spiking. And, uh, Unfortunately, I, I have six copies myself, actually. Anytime oh, I see this, you. anytime <laughs> I see this book, dude, I will snatch it up because I love yeah. the Micronauts, dude. Ever right. since Baron Carza, absolutely. Yeah. You can see um, the mythology here is very easily adapted as well to the MCU with, you know, all the Ant-Man stuff. We got, you know, you know, with Fantastic Four, the negative zone coming into it. I mean, I imagine they're just going to merge all that probably into one thing so yeah. you can kind of bring the micronauts and all them into that yeah Shout out, yeah dan the man also has a five dollar super chat thank you very much uh do we know what feige is working on for star wars not yet we know from our source that feige will eventually be taking over the reins of star wars 
in 2020, uh, taking over creative control from uh, Kathleen Kennedy. So there for where it goes, because if you remember after this December, there are no more Skywalker films, right? Uh, there's going to be some new films they're working on. They want there's a Knights of Republic that's in development right now. So they're doing all kinds of different things. So uh, right now it's still early. So I mean, Star Wars is the hardest to get anything from. They are a tight-lipped ship. So we rarely ever get any scoops on Star Wars because if you got to think about the Star Wars uh, Lucasfilm team, it's incredibly small compared to, let's say, the Marvel team, where it's easier to get leaks from people who want to leak out information. But Star Wars, if somebody leaks something out, they got like five people they all point at and say, "Was it you?" Yep. You know what I mean? So, with their heads. Uh, shout out to Daniel RPK in the live chat. He's a Twitter scooper on. Uh, uh, he's a scooper on Twitter. He's got about 77,000 uh, followers on Twitter. Uh, so um, he, Daniel typically gets a lot of stuff correct on um, on Twitter. And so we've exchanged some instant message, uh, private messages on Twitter um, talking oh. about different scoops. And he's one of the few people that actually um, gives us any type of respect and everybody else just kind of shoots us down because we're just a YouTube channel. Uh, but shout out to Daniel RPK. Give him a follow. He's got a Patreon too if you want to get some scoops from him. So uh, these scoops are that I'm breaking down to you today are from our source, uh, The Black Knight. So uh, there you go. Yep. JLS Comics, Daniel P RPK is legit. He's got 77,000 followers. Dude, I can barely crack like 100 Twitter followers, but we're building up. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the Lord's Lombok channel as we get try to get back to our old sub count before we got taken away. Next up on the list is a book that finally, finally, we can finally say they're going to be using this character. I mean, it's kind of the worst kept secret ever, but we're finally hearing that uh, Marvel has been put a reserve on this character to be used on one of their properties. And what is it, Otto? Spider-Woman. There we go. Jessica Drew coming at you guys. Specifically Jessica Drew, not Spider-Woman. Right. It right. has Jessica to be very version, specific right. about yes. Jessica Drew because of the rights issues. So Correct. Oh, go ahead. So, no, this is Marvel Spotlight 32. Uh, you'll see this book on walls at, at cons and stuff like that, and it'll be a decent price on it. But now it's definitely going to spike with everything that's going on with their stories. Uh, Archie Goodwin was a writer. Uh, Sal Buscema was um, the, the, the art. Nick Fury's on the cover. You guys know this book when you see it. It came out in 1977, um, and it's probably on a rise. So I don't really know the numbers, but let's see what Justin has to say. You got some really good prices on this. I mean, you're looking at 9.8s the highest in a 9.8 sold for 1500 dollars. Wow. 90 day gpa is for 645 dollars. so again good good price on that one 9.6 completely drops off 325 dollars for a 9.6 with a gpa right around 380 right uh, i actually just picked up a 9.4 not too long ago the gpa on a 9.4 is $235. I actually paid just under that. I think it was like 220. So, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm part a, of that 9.4. Right. That's a oh. great I'd be after in that book. Uh, uh, hold on I mean? one second, guys. Uh, Daniel RPK is dropping a scoop in the live chat. So this would be the third source for the Lords of the Longbox. We got Mikey Sutton, the Black Knight. And now Daniel RPK is giving us a scoop in the live chat. And as always, whenever we get any breaking news, you know what we like to do? Throw it up. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your... Oops. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! There you go. We'll get that down eventually, man. Uh, Daniel RPK in the live chat is telling us that, yes... He is confirming that there is a Inhumans reboot. And I, I, he told me this in a live chat in our private message, and I think he's confirming it right now, that they're going to start casting for Miss Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel Kamala Khan. Uh, I think he sent, the, I see, he sent me a casting sheet for it. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to, you know, you know, put his cheeseman out there on the Internet. So I'll let him tell you. Uh, they'll use Miss Marvel as a backdoor reboot for the Inhumans. And we're talking Miss Marvel as Miss Kamala Khan. Um, so thank you, Daniel, for that uh, shout out. So you got the the cannonball. So, um, you know, uh, Miss Kamala Khan is a, has a big, large following. You know, a lot of kids like it. So they're going to tire in somehow. And we're definitely finally going to get a reboot of the god awful. God awful. Shout out to David yeah. a Cave. Medusa better keep her hair in this one. My God. Oh my God, oh. man. So, you know, yeah, man, that, oh, that Inhumans was so awful, but good Lord. Like I remember the, they originally said, um, 
like Vin Diesel, like 10 years ago was in the, was in the, was in the, uh, was in talks to be Black Bolt. Uh, remember because you know he doesn't say too much anyway and black bolt doesn't talk at all so it works perfectly he's got i am groot and now he can just be black bolt and not say anything at all you know what i mean so it kind of works out perfectly um but thank you daniel for that daniel says uh cool you want another scoop sure drop it into us and while um there we go a new ghost rider show is in development for disney plus you know what that oh deserves? man oh man that deserves it ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! There you go, boys and girls. So, uh, oops, I did it again. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I, that is something that we've talked about on here. Uh, Daniel RPK is now saying that a Ghost Riders TV show is in development over at Disney Plus. When it got pulled off the schedule for Hulu, we everybody started running and saying that Kevin Feige was going to be using it for for the movies and everything. But we still said no. We still think that it's going to be a show with Ghost Rider. I don't know which version of Ghost Rider. Daniel, do you know if it's Robbie Reyes or is it going to be um, Danny uh, Johnny Blaze, Danny hmm. Ketch? Uh, which one? There's like four to five different Ghost Riders at this point. That's music to my ears, man. That's this is what I want. I was telling you that's what I wanted was that Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, I mean Ghost Rider. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, Werewolf by Night on Moon Knight. Thank you, Daniel. That's another long term spec that we also had on our list was Werewolf by Night. So remember, we talked about this about two or three months ago that they were going to be digging deep into the supernatural creative characters. So we're talking, we spec Tomb of Dracula number one, first appearance Dracula. We spec Werewolf by Night, which is Marvel Spotlight number two, I think. Right, is the first appearance of Werewolf by Night, and it's all going to tie in because they're digging deep into the supernatural stuff. So Daniel RPK is all just dropping Werewolf by Night. For us, is going to be appearing on Moon Knight, and we actually heard the exact um, we heard the exact opposite that Moon Knight was going to come over to Werewolf by Night. But you know what? This goes to prove it's synergy, man. It's going to they're showing up. It doesn't matter where they show up as long as they show up. Uh, Danny RPK says he thinks it's Johnny Blaze because um, the one that was going to be on uh, Hulu was going to be uh, Robbie Reyes. Now that. Manimal, you should be happy that Ghost Rider should get the Disney Plus treatment because then they can throw a full budget at it. Exactly, man. I mean, come on. Ghost I don't dislike Robbie Reyes, but we need Ghost Rider on a Harley, man. We need him on a bike. We don't need him in a car. Come on. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. a car just doesn't fit in everywhere. You know what I mean? Like Ghost Rider movie, when he was riding his motorcycle up the building, that was badass. Right. Probably one of the few badass things. The most cringeworthy scene, I think, was uh, Ghost Rider pissing a hellfire. That was like, that was at the moment yeah. where like, we need to get rid of this. Oh my God, everybody's in there now. We got Mikey Sutton is in the house. We got Daniel RPK in the house. I even got my man, the Black Knight, is in the live chat. Uh, not in the live chat, but on Facebook. So there you go, man. We're just, scoops are dropping galore in here. But before uh, Daniel drops us another one, let me talk about the next long-term spec. And this one is interesting. Um, this one is... Uh, I was torn on which one to use, to be honest with you, uh, because this thing is all over the place. Otto, what can you tell us about that? We got Strife. Strife, right. Put on the reserve list. Yeah, no, Strife is a great character. Strife is a you know part of the um he's a clone of Cable and he came out in a new mutants and you know he had his cameo in 86 and then full appearance in 87. Uh McFarlane, Inc. by Liefield, um Louis Simonson uh through the stories on this. And these are books that you know the um the 86 isn't one that you're really going after, but that's a cameo. And just a great cover by Lifefield and McFarlane, and just a cool character. And Strife to me has always been like that Mr. Sinister kind of character. He was really neat in the storyline. You had to find out who he was, where he came from. He was really overdrawn, but hey, that's Rob's style. But really a great mutant and a great time for that character. And as as a mutant guy, I just think he's a real cool character. So I love the reason, Strife and, and the reason why I the picked screen, this, so. this is the classic. Uh, cameo versus first appearance. Everybody already knows New Mutants 87, the first appearance of Cable. It's also first appearance of Strife, but right. also New Mutants 86 is the cameo of both characters. So I'm just saying, if you know, if you're getting priced out of New Mutants 87, look at 86. Now, this is what else is cool about New Mutants 86. That is actually a Todd McFarlane cover inked by Rob Liefeld, and yeah. it's an homage to the first page of Spider-Man number two. If you remember the, uh, so this isn't the cover of Amazing Spider-Man number two. This is actually the first page, and if you look carefully on the cover, it says Liefeld McFarlane after Ditko. 
You know, that that's the homage. That's the difference between a cover swipe and an homage. An homage is when they actually say it on the cover after. And, li- and McFarlane is the one that started that. The member he would write after so-and-so, and, you know, and his little signature box. Right. So McFarlane is the one that started that. Now all cats do that. And that's kind of like an homage that they can pay uh, toward other people. So uh, let's look at some pricing on this. Because the reason I wanted to talk about this, because, you know, a lot of people are priced out of the other books. But you can get this one. I mean, this was a really cheap book. I mean, 86 for a 9.8, $57 is unbelievably cheap. I mean, that just, you basically buy the book and grade it. It's going to cost you about $30. So, but again, nine, the 887 is of course the best book to get because it is first full appearance of cable. He's on the cover. It's a great cover. I mean, this thing has been cover swiped tons of times. Last sale, 9.8, $370. GPA is just under that. So this book is always up and down, of course. So you do know the controversy movie. about 87, right? That Rob Liefeld swiped that? Uh, it was originally a Gil Kane Avengers cover. Remember with all the, the floating uh, faces on there? Uh, the floating heads in the mercury. Yeah, so Rob Liefeld was saying that was yeah. his. Somebody called him out on it. Sure enough, it was a Gil Kane cover that was done on the – I forgot which one. Somebody in the live chat probably knows. Um, hey. Daniel RPK, thank you for another one. A Hercules show is coming at Disney Plus. About three months ago on the old channel, we had Hercules on the long-term spec list. So hopefully you got that book because it's a big boy book. Um, but Daniel, Daniel RPK dropping bombs. And make sure you guys follow Daniel RPK, Mikey Sutton, all these cats. You come on the Lords of Longbox. He's come for some long-term spec. You get some spec from other people just coming in. So shout out to everybody in the live chat. Thank you, uh, Daniel RPK, for uh, dropping in and giving us these nuggets um put your twitter in there you put your twitter handle in the live chat or if you guys just search um uh daniel rpk on twitter you'll see so we got a hercules show for disney plus so we remember you guys remember when we spec that right the first appearance of hercules yep oh yeah we talked about that yeah we did was it a thor annual i believe journey thor into annual yeah Yep. Yeah, Thor yeah. annual yep. number. Yep. No, it's a uh, annual number one, I believe, is the first parent. So uh, king size, uh, yeah, king size, right? yep. king size, king yeah, size. Yeah. yeah, tough book oh, to boy. find in high grade. Yeah, it is. But thank you, Daniel RPK. Thank you, Mikey Sutton. Everybody in the live chat. This thing is blowing up. So uh, next up is uh, a spec that we are revisiting, um, and this is something we expect about. I want to say last month uh, when we dropped a bunch of stuff that was concerning Moon Knight and the Supernatural Heroes. And we're getting it again that, uh, and let me find the graphic so Otto can speak on it. Um, I have so many graphics, i got to find it. So <laughs> for those who are familiar with the long-term spec list, you guys know we talked about this character already. Who is it, Otto? Topaz. Now, Werewolf by Night 13 now. Now we're not even talking about 32 anymore. We're talking about <laughs> no, Werewolf by Night We're 13. going deep in there with Topaz and Jennifer Kale yeah. and all these characters. This, I'll tell you guys. Been digging for a long time. I've never seen this cover. I've never seen this. Not that I actually went looking for it, but it's a Marvel Wolfman story. Uh, Mike Plug or Plog did the art, Plug, but yeah. it's third. It's a third Plug. Yep, 1972. So if you see it out there, maybe I'll go digging it for this weekend in Baltimore. So, right. uh, I Justin, if you found data on this, I'd be impressed, man. I'm telling you. Well, it's actually pretty funny. I mean, we talked about this last month. There was actually two sales. A 9.6 went for 180 bucks, and a 9.2 went for a 103. But that's it. I mean, there has only been two sales this entire. And I think year. that's incredibly high, to be honest with you. For a freaking yes. Topaz, somebody knows something. Right. Why else are they yeah. spending $170 in April for a 9.6? Maybe that's for a great cool. Halloween cover month book. <laughs> that's a lot of money to spend for Halloween <laughs> yeah. comic covers. So that's a great Halloween that. comic cover, though, right there. That is, though. Look at the There's certain runs that is, every issue is great for Halloween comic covers. Dracula, Werewolf Money, hell, even Doctor Strange, half the covers are all like horror supernatural themes. So, a matter of fact, as soon as the show and I got to pop mine up, man. Manimal, why aren't you popping up your uh, Halloween comic covers? I don't think I have any, man. I don't uh, know. I have to. I, I I thought about it, but I'm not going to go through my boxes. And nah, I just enjoy looking at all your guys's. Okay, <laughs> that just sounds pervy to me. But anyway, we're going to. And I mean through. that in all the ways. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the next one is a super fun spec, and um, you know they're, they're one of the goofier villains in the MCU or in the Marvel comics. And uh, we're getting that this has been put on a reserve list and it's got a couple issues actually. So there's a, the team and then there's the actual uh, individual itself. What are we looking at here? Otto for the we're, wrecking crew, the wrecking crew right here. So the first appearance of the wrecker, right now, this is a great 
Well, the first appearance of the Wrecking Crew as a group is Defenders 17, 1974, okay? But the first appearance of Wrecker was Thor 148. Very classic cover. Love it. It's another red cover book. But, you know, the Wrecking Crew was, you've got the Wrecker, you've got Bulldozer, Piledriver. Um, oh, I can't think of the other guy's name. So there's, so this, in, yeah. So basically, in seven, they, yeah, in 17, there's three first appearances. They inherited these kind of enchanted like items yes. from Asgard, the weirdest things ever, like a ball and chain, a yeah. crowbar. crowbar. And of course, they used Asgard using these tools. Yeah. And they were using it to rob banks, basically, is what they're doing. They had yeah. godlike <laughs> weapons and they're using it to rob banks. But they're, they've always been these kind of corny villains that have been around the Marvel comics uh, forever. Justin, what are we looking at for prices on this? I think this is a cool book to spec on. I mean, actually, it's some cheap pricing, you know, 9.6 for $250 and a 9.4 for 170 Unfortunately, those are the only sales in the past 90 days. Uh, past that, you're going to have to start going back to the first quarter of 2019 because clearly someone is buying these books more recently. Right. From our but this is, a these are, this is a these are fun characters because these characters are translatable to whatever type of medium you're going to show it on. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not there's it's not a lot of um, special effects. You know, they're going to have their weapons, they're going to have their powers, and they're, you know, street-level characters that can translate into different characters with Asgardian crowbars and wrecking balls and stuff like that. Just pretty neat. I'd love to see what they do with this character, these characters. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Daniel RPK, who is answering people's questions. So if you got anything for him, answer it. And he just gave us confirmation on a story that we broke about three months ago, that Man-Thing is in early development. So go out and get those giant-sized Man-Things so remember, man, we've been speaking about this for a while, guys. So Daniel is giving you confirmation on a lot of this stuff. So don't be shocked when the price of Man-Thing goes up and you haven't gotten your copy yet because we've been talking about getting Man-Thing and all the supernatural heroes that are coming. So go and get those, man. Uh, Man-Thing mm -hmm. is a great book. If you got to get Man-Thing, Swamp Thing, unfortunately, Swamp Thing, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe uh, Daniel can ask us uh, what's he found out about Swamp Thing. I heard last it was being shopped around if he's heard anything about where uh, Swamp Thing is going to end up at. Um Oh, shoot. Oh. Daniel RPK's got to get a better avatar. Yeah. <laughs> you can unlegit here. <laughs> yeah, Shout yeah. out to uh, Big Easy. Lords, give the specs and the MO Warriors give you the deals. Check out our live YouTube live auction every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, check out my man, Big Easy, home of the NY Warriors. They have an auction every Tuesday every night. Tuesday. They're killing mm -hmm. it, killing it. They get like 100, 110, 150 viewers. So crazy that, you know, they have so much time on a Tuesday night. I mean, they, they got to be burning the midnight oil on that, man. So shout out to Big Easy. Make sure you check out three men, or excuse me, uh, home of the NY Warriors. They have a Tuesday night live auction. They got like five, six, 15 people on there every now there's so many people on there sometimes they have to take turns because uh live you know StreamYard only allows what six people mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so, yeah um also i wanted to tease that we have a uh, or i do i have a giant announcement that's coming up um hold on one second this weekend right Yes, uh, part of a giant Mikey Sun multiverse exclusive I'm going to be dropping this Saturday at 6 p.m. I can't give you any details right now, but basically it's like the leak that I did uh, five months ago uh, in regard to Secret Wars. This is even bigger than that. This is a four-part crossover miniseries or four-part scoop that three other YouTube channels are going to be doing along with myself. Uh, for, it's going to be, I'll tell you right now, actually. So, um, Strip Marvel will have part one, and Three Buck Theater will also have another part. And there's, hold on, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'll get you more details, but I'm trying to get it all. I have these huge notes that it's gonna be a far part, four part cover of Strip Marvel. Oh, um, Pete's Basement and uh, Three Buck Theater. Uh, we're all gonna be posting one part of it. I'm gonna be doing part four on saturday at 6 p.m it's not going to be live it's going to be pre-recorded and it's a leak of the next stuff that's coming through marvel um geez daniel rpk just heard something huge so i might as well just uh stay here <laughs> daniel is leaking all over the place somebody get him a band-aid he's leaking all over the place. <laughs> he's spewing, uh, spewing. Shout out to captain country for the five dollar super chat hell fellas what's your take on the uk price variance i bought a war of my night raw night and it's back in 2016 pressed it to 1990 
You know what? I would say typically I don't really care about the UK Pence variants, mm. but that Werewolf by Night is getting up in price. Uh, it's a nine Pence variant for Werewolf by Night. I think that's a great book to get. There are some specific variants. See that one right behind me that says Avengers uh, featuring Doctor Strange? That was for a Marvel magazine specifically just in the UK. Uh, shout out to the man, KP Henderson, who downloaded that for me, but you cannot find that comic at all. If you find that comic, buy it. It's hard to find. It says Avengers featuring Doctor Strange and Shang-Chi. That's how dope it is. It's wow, Doctor Strange, Shang-Chi Avengers, and it was made for Marvel Magazine in, in the UK only. They never made it in the US, so it's pretty cool. So you get those. That's why uh, some of those are really cool. Uh, let's see. So thank you, Captain Crunch, for the $5 tribute to that. Yes, on the UK price variance, on a World by Night 32, it's worth it. Uh, let's see. Daniel just heard something huge. Did he drop it yet? Uh, something, no, yeah, on WandaVision. So, um, you know, uh, unless you have some more, Daniel, we're going to cut tail here pretty soon. It's 7 o'clock, so we typically... Star Wars teaser in two days. Yeah, it's right about that time, actually. I think about it because, man, we've only got one Star Wars thing, and then we haven't seen anything for, like, months now. And Star Wars is literally right around the corner. But, you right. know, that just goes to show you, man, that um, um, that they're super secretive. And I'm just going to show you that hair to the Empire, number one, so you can get the first appearance of Thrawn and Mara hair Jade. The, Empire. the hair to the Empire, H-A-I-R. So, you know. This is when, uh, you know, because Luke's got flowing lots. That's why it's called Hair to the Empire. Got so. some guns, too. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, look it's at really him. Maybe he's looking out. Um, so, yeah, well, there's going to be a trailer on Monday, Daniel RPK says. So look out for Star Good. Wars trailer on Monday. So that would be dope, man. They'd like to surprise us. J.J. Uh, Abrams is super secretive with this stuff. You remember when this first movie, it was hard to get any details. And then we find out there was hardly any details because it was Star Wars A New Hope all over again. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys sub up my men's three men in the basement. Uh, leave your auto, leave a live, leave a comment in there so I can highlight so yep. people can sub you up. We get my man auto and three men in the basement to 1,000 subs by the Working end of the year, it. man. They're closed. They're at 840 something right now, I yep. think. So leave a comment in there so everybody can sub you up. Any last words, Manimal? We're going to sign off now. No, all good. Had fun chat. Can't wait for uh, next week. And also, Check out our recap of the CW shows. If you're into that later this week, we'll be dropping that for this week's episodes, the uh, countdown to the infinite crisis. Yes, that's right. Our Monday mm -hmm. CW recap of all shows except for the ones on Sunday. So uh, next week, hopefully Otto or uh, Justin will be able to join us. We had a blast doing that uh, last week. So Manimal will have his weekly segment there and he's going to be stepping in every Wednesday uh, for the next five, six weeks until Ryan gets back and hell, he may replace Ryan. But, you know, we still love <laughs> Ryan because Ryan has his um, Ryan has his wirecast, which we really miss. But, you know, we still, you know, we know we can have five of us all on the show. So, we yeah, we'll why keep, not? you know, we'll keep Manimal. We'll keep Ryan, too. Together, they, you know, together they make one giant transformer. <laughs> That's right. Can't like replace that. Ryan, man. Yeah. Hope it gets better. Shout out to Ryan who's recovering from his second back surgery, man. It's no joke, man. When you get back surgery, man, it is, is a, it, it's, trust me, I work in healthcare, but I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, shout out to Mikey Sutton and Daniel RPK for dropping the knowledge on us in the live chat. This has been a blast. 173 people watching. Justin, any last words? Yeah. Check out my newest uh, Baltimore Comic-Con preview video, CGC. On the Three Men in the Basement channel, I just dropped it tonight. So once this video is done, head over there and check that out. A lot of stuff that I'm doing on-site grading. And of course, myself and Otto will be at Baltimore Comic-Con all weekend, repping the Lords of the Long Box, Three Men in the Basement. So please, if you see us, say hi. We'll take pictures. We may even try to do a live video at some point somewhere. Hey, shout out to Dark Side Jedi and the Star Wars news. I forgot to drop this. That's awesome. <laughs> I should have played that when Daniel first dropped that the Star Wars trailer was dropping. Anyway, uh, uh, Daniel's dropped another nugget on you guys. Uh, and this one we should all be thankful for that Silver Surfer is finally coming. Yo, if you haven't gotten Silver Surfer yet, I don't know what to tell you, man. We've been talking about Silver Surfer for the longest time. So, uh, if you guys didn't hear it, 
the Comic Core, whose on, show is on right after ours, go check out the Comic Core on YouTube. We'll be at Baltimore Comic Con along with both three men in the basement. Otto, you're going to be there too, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I can't wait. Leaving Friday, we're going to be there all day Friday, Saturday. Justin's going to be there Sunday. I just dropped a hell a lot of money for on-site submissions. Got a lot of things <laughs> planned. Um, it's just going to be a great show. So you guys, this has been a blast. What a great show tonight. Really, you know, I'm going to drop a little preview video sometime during the day tomorrow so you guys can see what I'm sending out, what I think the books are going to come back at. Thank you, everybody. We had over 180 people in the live chat. It's just been a phenomenal show. A lot of fun on a Wednesday night. So thank you very yeah. much for all the support. Appreciate you all for being uh, patient with this. My uh, internet is really messed up. I spent a good hour on the phone for going live. I wasn't going to make it, make it. Basically, Cox is something wrong with my internet. I paid for 300 uh, 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 upload and 30 download or vice versa, whatever. I think 30 oh. upload, right? I'm only getting two megabits per second upload right now. Ooh. So it, normally I get 30. That's a huge difference, especially when you're trying to stream. So thank you for bearing with us that thank God StreamYard uh, is web-based uh, web and they're on a server. Uh, so now, goddamn Cox Cable, when I go to do a reset modem, they go, you cannot reset your modem. We are experiencing outages in the area. I'm like, good Lord, man. God damn it. That's crazy. Um, Sinister Six likely on Spider Four. Thank you, our Daniel RPK. We actually dropped that, I think, uh, two weeks ago, right? Uh, that uh, Mikey yep. Sutton said that, uh, my, yep. man, Mikey Sutton and Daniel RPK need to get together, man. We're gonna blow this thing up, but yeah, we had we talked about the Sinister Six was gonna be on not Spider Man 3, but Spider Man 4, and that's what they're hoping to do. And Marvel hopes to own Sony by that time. I think Daniel RPK told me that it was a $3 billion number, and then Mikey Sutton said it was either a 4 or $5 billion number. But both those guys are both hearing that Marvel is trying to buy Sony. So hopefully that happens, man. Yes, Matt Forge, I am throttled. And I even I don't even download that much porn anymore. I don't understand what the problem is, yo. I mean, I don't understand. So, um, I mean, if Mikey Sutton and Daniel want to continue talking, I mean, I guess I could just let this roll. I mean, these guys are just uh, going now we're Daniel's throwing things up. Mike is throwing things up. But anyway, thanks for, forth. thanks for everybody for joining us. Thanks for every, all the uh, super chats, everybody. It, I, I don't need the money, but it just makes it easier for me to see your questions on the screen. As you can see, there's 170 people in here. It's hard to catch everything. Shout out to Mikey Sutton. Shout out to Daniel RPK. And shout out to our special source, the Black Knight, who still is unknown. I will be uh, back on here Saturday night at 6 p.m. to drop the big multiverse Marvel leak that I have in my hands. I've read it and my face melted. That's how crazy it sounds. So I'm going to be dropping this in conjunction with Three Buck Theater, uh, Marvel Strip, and uh, Pete's Basement. So sub all them up. I will put a link to their video uh, YouTube channels in the live chat, or excuse me, in the in the video comments, this video section. Uh, unfortunately, if you don't understand Spanish, Marvel Strip will be hard to understand, but know that they have 650,000 subscribers. So they're a huge, huge channel um, in Espanol. So mm -hmm. I'm going <laughs> to learn some Spanish so I can at least uh, kind of talk a little bit. I, I know me poquito. I mostly know me cago en puta madre and things like that. So I, I, know how to, I know how to say thank you and curse your mom and have your sister eat my shit in about three different languages. But I don't know if that'll work back then. And we probably just lost some sponsors. But thank you, everybody. Again, I will be back Saturday, 6 p.m. Pacific. It's not going to be live. It's going to be pre-recorded. I'm just going to schedule it and let it rip because Saturday night at 6 p.m. I won't be at home, but make sure you watch it. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a leak of next stuff that's coming up from phases four five and six and i'm going to be the fourth part of a four-part series so you're going to get the other three parts first and i'm going to be batting cleanup with the story that i like and we may have talked about some of the books already on this episode so make that think about stuff that you're seeing on the show once again thank you for joining us and we will see you i will see you guys saturday and then we will see you back here monday for our recap of the cw crisis of infinite reviews on countdowns of infinite earths i do believe that's what it's called at this point right <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Pete, Pete's Basement is going to do the English recap of part one. So you're going to get the part one in Spanish, and then Pete's Basement is going to do a recap in both English and Spanish, uh, and then Three Buck Theater, and then I'm going to be doing part four. So, wow. I may go live if I'm at home uh, to answer questions for you, but if uh, Saturday night, I think I have to be somewhere at 6 p.m. If not, then my girlfriend's probably going to kill me, but because <laughs> we have plans to do something. Uh, so thank you all for joining us, and remember, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Shaking, shaking, pull it back.